tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired. I'm Christina Warren, here as always with Mr. Brett Terpstra. Brett, how are you? Oh, it's Saturday. It is Saturday. Yeah, we are recording late. Thank you very much for letting us record late. I was shocked yeah. you say more than overtired yesterday. Yeah, you you, had, you said you had like 90 minutes of sleep. What happened? Yeah, I dude, I don't know. I don't know. I get these insomnia bursts. And um, this was one of those situations where, and we were recording late. We were recording at 8 a.m., which for us is like a late thing. And I, I genuinely had had like 90 minutes of sleep. And I was like, I can't do this. And I had a meeting at 10. And I was like, I, I just need to sleep until 10 a.m. So because it's easier to go into a meeting with like three and a half hours sleep versus 90 minutes. So, well, if we didn't, if we didn't owe our sponsors a show this week, I would have just given you the week off. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but we love our sponsors that much and we love getting paid that much that, uh, here we are. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, uh, you know what? I, I, I really like the ringtone the, the yeah. you know, the music that Skype plays when you're do, like do, waiting do, for someone to pick up. Do, do, do. Yeah. 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 I, has it always been like that or is that like something new? I think it's been that way for a number of years. I don't know how long, but I'm with you. I like it. Uh, the funny thing is, at least because audio is such a shit show everywhere, I don't always like hear it. So sometimes, you know, I'll have my thing set up and I like won't hear it. But when I do, I'm always like very excited because A, like I know my audio is working and B, like it's <laughs> jaunty. It's a nice little jaunty. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I like it. It's completely inoffensive. It like, is completely inoffensive. I, I can't imagine anyone being upset by the Skype ring ringtone sound. No. And it's not like, like, like the, like the T-Mobile, da, 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 you know, that one, like, I don't. Drives me, it, it, it drives me fucking crazy. And there's also one, like one of the default iPhone ones is just like offensive. And I think it's because at this point I relate it to like, okay, so you and I, we were joking before the we started recording, like we both just have our phones on silent. So we don't even use ringtones anymore. My mom is not one of those people. And so she's had the same kind of ringtone, like, since she's had like her Motorola razor or whatever. And she always keeps her phone on. And for whatever, like my mom, I love my mom so much, but like my mom, you know, she's your mom. Like you get annoyed by shit that your mom does. And like my mom, like some of her stuff, like she'll just like let the phone ring and we'll be in the car. And like, she's like trying to find it to answer. And I'm like, just pair it with your Bluetooth system. And it's a whole thing. So there's certain ringtones that when I hear them, I just like great on you well yeah it it, it's like a completely pavlovian thing right like like it's 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 just like you hear it and like instead of salivating you just like get like mad but um i uh i used to be really into like having cool custom ringtones that i would switch up like every few months like i would even make custom ones like which apple didn't make easy and then like the process of getting them onto your freaking phone they made more difficult like you you couldn't even use iTunes anymore like you had to use like iMazing or some shit and um you know like like various like third party apps to like get like the the M4R file on yeah and and uh i i kept it going until like 5 years ago and then i was just like you know my phone's always on on silent yeah 
I used to, if, if you go to brettterpshire.com slash other stuff, I have a couple sets of ringtones. Uh, I have, I have with titles like surf and puke tastes like burning unlicensed to ill. We came to wreck everything and the swamp stomp and me so thorny. I like it. I like it. Lipstick in crisis, rudeness, <laughs> who invited you, um, uh, bat shit. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, um, what, what so was I, that? I think that was, I think that was, uh, uh, I can't remember. Um, I want to say, oh yeah, it was a meatloaf. It was a meatloaf sample. <laughs> yeah, yeah, meat, yeah. Batshit is meatloaf, which is great. Uh, Lipstick in Crisis is New York Dolls. Rudeness is the specials. Who invited you? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I like this. Yeah, I think my my favorite one because um, do you remember like the the the, the CeeLo song uh, "Fuck You"? Yes, that was my ringtone for a while, which was great. And um, that was funny in public. That was always like a good one in public. Sure, sure. Um, in I, line it, at the it, grocery store. Oh, people loved it. Honestly, people like you get like a like a like a kick out of it because I I I made it like the actual you know fuck you like like thing yes. like I didn't um I didn't like make it the censored version or whatever. That was good. Um, I remember I had like Gnarls Barkley's Crazy Again, a CeeLo kind of thing um, uh, for, for, for a time. Um, Side question. Yes. Have you ever heard the Violent Femmes cover of Crazy? Yes. Oh, it's so good. So good. That's so good. That's I, so good. I should add that to our show notes because people need to hear this. They really do because it's good. A, I mean, it's a great song, period, but like that, that cover is fucking great yeah no but i used to do other things like and and um i had a taylor swift style for a while like i had you know like you know kind of your um i think i even did do a justin bieber song um at uh, like well because when when purpose came out it was a fucking good song it was a fucking good album he's a piece of shit but he writes some bangers or he doesn't write them his voice is <laughs> right. used on some bangers <laughs> He, I mean, look, I would never see, I was talking about this with somebody like uh, last week. I would never pay money to see Justin Bieber live because you know he'd be terrible. Like, you know, like, like he, he's, it, and when he's trying to tour before, like, there have been times when he just like lays on like the stage and like his fans right. like, and then his plates are like, oh, he's having a mental breakdown. We love you so much, Justin. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Fuck you. We support like, you. And I'm like, get the fuck up and perform like and i'm not one of those people who like get up and sing but i'm like if i paid hundreds of dollars to see you perform you better not be lying on the fucking ground right can, like this is i can tell you that britney and madonna have both had their rough days and pulled off killer performances nonetheless right absolutely and madonna actually singing right like right. no shade to britney but we all know bitch can't sing she lip syncs <laughs> like a mofo though and dances real fucking well so like real well real well so so get the fuck up justin but he has some bangers as i said that he has his his voice has been used on but yeah there's something happened where i finally like gave up ghost and it kind of makes me sad because i do enjoy the ringtone thing i wonder if it was going to corporate america because i, I will say like in a newsroom people hearing fuck you great I, I, and, and, and occasionally like having like, like a chain smoker song, you know what I mean? Like you could, you could mix it up and like have things that would like sure. make people laugh. Microsoft. I don't know, man. Well, I used to have different ringtones for different people. So like, same. it would depend on who was calling me. I don't even know what my phone sounds like when it rings anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, I think mine is just like whatever the default shit is, which is honestly kind of worse. But plus at this point, 
you get notified like on your watch, on your phone, on your computer, on all your things. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. And then you try to decline the call from your computer, but your phone keeps ringing. And you like hit the button on your watch and then it it, like answers it. It answers it. And you're like, I hope I didn't want to talk to you. And then like nine times out of 10, it's like a fucking spam number anyway, Uh because everybody just texts. They want to talk to you about your car insurance or whatever. And you're like, what the hell? I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, when my nephew is old enough to like use things like i'm gonna have to explain a physical phone to him and it's going to be oh like like a non-cell phone to him and it's gonna be a weird conversation i was just watching uh my saturday morning cartoons which consisted of modern family um and uh they had an episode where they pulled out an answering machine out of a box in the attic <laughs> and the kids the kids were baffled <laughs> what is that yes yes okay i was actually it's funny you say that cuz i w- i was thinking about answering machines too and i was thinking how to explain it to people because i was watching my saturday morning cartoons which um was um okay so have you been watching impeachment no. The American Horror um American Crime Story no. series with about the Clinton thing? No. It it's so fucking good. Okay. Um so we we it's the one with with Beanie Feldstein as Monica and um Sarah Paulson as Linda Tripp who's fucking great. Actually they both are uh Clive Owen as Bill yeah. Clinton. Yeah, I it's did see the previews re- for those. It's really fucking good. Like it's really really fucking good. Um, and so that then got me like on an ADHD, like, okay, um, I now need to, um, watch other Sarah Paulson things cause I love her. And then that got me thinking about her best friend who is Amanda Pete, who I like quite a lot. And then I was reminded that I hadn't seen all of, um, Dirty John, um, um, the, uh, Betty Broderick story, which came out last year. Yeah. And that is on Netflix, and I was watching that, and they, because it takes place in the 80s, and also Amanda Pete's fucking great in that. So good. Um, That's such a good segue when when you're done. Yeah, but but then they, like, have, like, because it's the 80s, they have, like, fucking answering machines, and I was thinking the same thing. All right, go on. Your 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 segue, no, sir. It's Amanda Pete. Um, yes, Amanda so Pete, who's fucking great. I have had this show coming up under my recommended shows for a couple of years now, and never gave it a shot. It's called Brockmire. Uh huh. It stars Amanda Pete, at least for the first season. It does, and Hank Azaria. Oh, nice. It is crazy good. I love this show so much. You've never seen it. No, I haven't. But but you but now I'm looking at it and it looks like this is totally my shit. It's like uh, Brockmire is like his his ex wife. He has this like public humiliation where his ex wife is like pegging some other neighbor guy in the middle of an orgy when he gets home and he, he's a sports announcer and he has this very public meltdown over the whole thing. Spends a couple years like touring brothels in foreign countries. And then comes back and tries to crawl his way back into sports announcing, uh, like starting from the bottom in this like fracking riddled town. It's so good. It's he's hilarious. It's amazing. The writing is excellent. Amanda Peet is awesome. It's a great show. Okay, I'm gonna watch it then. That's that seems like and completely my. It's shit. half hour episode. You can fit oh, it in any time. 
so you can fit it in all the time. I love it. I love it. No, she's really underrated. Um, she's one of those people who like didn't act a whole lot because she got married and then like took care of the kids. Um, but you know who her husband is? No. The guy who created Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah, David Benioff. Huh. Yeah. What was um, the what was in it uh, in another wor- uh, in a world? Did you ever see In a World? Yes, that was with Lake Bell though, who looks like Oh. Me. Oh. Yeah, it conflated in my memory. No, it, it was it no, but, but they do look a lot alike. She so I somehow this turned into another thing that I watched at three o'clock in the morning. And I, I watched half of it, which was amazing that I watched half of this thing. But I was because again, I was like watching like Sarah Paulson and Amanda Pete stuff, and then I was recommended on YouTube. Apparently, Amanda because they're best friends and they've been best friends since they did Jack and Jill together, like 20 something years ago. And um Amanda Pete got basically got Sarah Paulson the job on Studio 60. And um and, and you can tell like when they interact, like because they do the bread carpet stuff together, but they're like best friends. They're like people who have like total shorthand together and whatnot. And um L or InStyle or something wanted um Amanda Pete to do like an Instagram live thing with Sarah Paulson ostensibly to talk about some movies or whatnot. Who knows? This was like a little over a year ago and it was just it was the most it was an instagram live and some fan recorded it and it was remarkably delightful it was like an hour and i was reading some of the youtube comments and people were like i'm gonna watch a few minutes of this there's no way i'm gonna watch the whole thing an hour later i watched the whole thing i got through like half an hour and i could have gone on but i was like "Eh, i kind of want to watch other tv but it was actually like hearing them talk to each other was very funny and they were like Amanda P was a little drunk, but in a good way. It was it was a very funny, like interesting conversation of the two of them, and it made me like I've always liked them both, but it made me like them both a lot. But Amanda Pete mentioned um, because I guess they've both been confused for other people or whatever that like on the they were at like a some fashion week show or whatever, and somebody like called her Lake, <laughs> and so yeah, so uh, like some paparazzi person, whatever. So. She's she's been confused for like Bell by other people, so you are not alone in that. Yeah, yeah. I I'm like I'm way better than my partner Al is at recognizing movie stars, uh, but not that good. No, but they look a lot alike, and they star in similar things, and it would make sense that you would think in a world. Because you know that's a comedy thing. But Lake Bell is great. We she's a uh, on a uh, she was in Children's Hospital, which. Oh old man, school. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Which which old school? And uh, showed up. Listeners will know. They, uh, uh, David Wayne did, and and uh, and Rob Corddry did a follow up recently, and I can't remember what it was called now. But it was it was like just a Netflix release. Um, but she showed up in it. I'm pretty sure. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I loved I loved Children's Hospital. That was a funny. <laughs> it was. If you're into that kind of humor, it was. If you it are, was it, it was it was it was funny because it was, it was very satirical and. Um, if you ever uh, got into the state. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. What I was gonna say it was completely this uh, uh, of the states alley, which again, like David Wayne, you know, sort of thing, and and then your friend Rob Cordry, um, and then uh, it starred uh, the. Um, the chick that they killed off from the Kevin uh, James TV show. Do you remember that drama? I don't. I don't. Okay. So, so Kevin James, they like gave him another like family TV series um, called Kevin can wait. 
um, on CBS. And this was like something that aired after, you know, King of Queens, which of course, you know, was like the show that made him famous or whatever. Yeah. And it didn't do that well. Um, or, or things weren't working. But she, but Erin Hayes was was the actress, and she was like the other kind of female lead who was on Children's Hospital, the other brunette. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who was very funny. Well, they cast her as his wife, right? And it seems like great, you know, kind of gig for her. Ratings aren't working, whatever. So they decide to just fucking kill off the wife over the summer. They decide to not bring her back. And so they fire her in a really shitty way. And then they decide to kill off the wife. And they decide instead, like, Leah Remini's character, or, like, Leah Remini, who, of course, was with Kevin um, uh, James for forever on um, King of Queens, they'd brought her in at the end of the season to try to, like, goose ratings, and, like, she played his sister or some shit, and they realized, well, actually, we kind of like the two of them together better, so we're just going to kill off the wife, even <laughs> though she was playing his sister. So they retooled the show, and they bring it back over the summer, and they decide, and then the way they announced it to the public was just, like, really shitty. They're like, yeah, so Kevin's wife died now, even though the whole thing is about, like... <laughs> his family life. And then they decide that the show is going to take place like a few months after his wife died. And they just like casually mention it like in a really awkward way. And like the, the, the setup and then like immediately go into a joke. And then she's like never mentioned again. Oh my God. It was, it was like, I mean, that's shit that they would do in the eighties. Yeah. That's, like, some, even, that's some bad planning and writing. Right it there. is. It is like, 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 like fucking, fucking the Hogan family, which had been called Valerie. Like, after Valerie Harper, and then they fucking took her name off the show and fired her, and then she sued NBC and all that stuff. Even they had to deal with several episodes for the fact that, like, the mom died in a car accident. Like, even they ostensibly dealt with, like, the death of, like, one of the main characters better, and that was, that was like, 25 years before, 30, 30 years before, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, that was completely one of those, um, like in the pantheons of like what are poor ways that the characters have been written out of shows most of the examples are from the the 80s and 90s because that makes sense and then fucking kevin can wait comes in um uh it, it was it was created by um the bruce helford who created uh the drew carey show um and and a lot of other those types of things and they fucking came in and killed off the wife in the second season just being like so six months ago my wife died and like the way they made it seem it was it was that a letter came with her name and then they just made a joke can you believe that six months after she died in that tragic accident you're still getting her mail ha 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 oh my god <laughs> like i didn't watch out. the show totally i didn't watch the show but i did like remember that drama and then i was like wow that's that's some shit i want to get back to talking about tv because well yes. and also mental health is part of why i want to talk about tv but um but could you uh take a moment and tell us about ZocDoc? do you have i can open? absolutely tell us about ZocDoc. yes so has this ever happened to you you need to see a doctor you search and find one that looks good and uh you wait on hold to book the appointment you rearrange your schedule, and then when you finally go in, you find out the doctor doesn't even take your insurance. So it's completely infuriating. Okay, but there shouldn't be it like shouldn't be this way. And there is a solution. You can just download the free ZocDoc app, and it's the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. So with ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, which is so great, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment 
in person or video chat. So you never have to wait on hold with a receptionist ever again. And so whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, an eye doctor, or another specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. So go to ZocDoc.com slash overtired and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. I've been using ZocDoc for over a decade. When I moved to New York City, one of the very first pieces of advice, this is absolutely true, this is not part of the sponsor read, but when I first moved to New York City, I got some advice from people like how to survive, and like the two that stuck out to me were like, you're going to get on Seamless, which grew up up whatever, and, and get on ZocDoc. And ZocDoc completely and utterly like saved my ass. So because it takes the process of trying to find a doctor who takes your insurance and book an appointment, it takes all that pain away. So I'm a big fan. Um, So go to ZocDoc.com. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash overtired. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I... Let's see. When was like I went to I went to an oral surgeon last How'd week. How did that go? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you had to have uh, some shit with your teeth done. How did that go? I apparently have excellent uh bone growth. Okay. Oh my god, they do this thing. When I first got there, they made me stand in front of this mirror with my chin on a platform and this x-ray machine like spun around my head. And then when I sat down with the doctor, he brings up this 3D rendering of my skull and he can like turn it and he's like showing me where everything is in there what's beeping i don't know dude did you hear that no oh jesus it's it's in my head um but he he's like spinning this 3d rendering of my skull around and it's so cool and like anyway it went well i'm getting implants in uh december i'll be getting implants drilled into my jaw nice yeah i mean that'll um, be painful but it'll be good and it's good they're doing it in december to maximize your um right like oral surgeon like like your insurance thing see good segue because insurance even good insurance they have like a cap on how much they'll cover for dental shit right so it's, it's like twelve hundred dollars they'll cover a year yeah which I mean, but I have a flex spending account that has like six grand in it, so I give zero fucks. Yeah, no, that's good. Now, does your flex spending account does that carry over, or do you have to yes. use it? Yes, carries okay. over for now. Uh, like they made special allowances for like pandemic era. Gotcha. Uh, they're allowing us to carry over all of our savings accounts. Nice. Yeah, because this is why I don't do a flex spending account. I do have an HSA, but I don't do a flex spending account because most of the time they make you use them. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're fucked. And then there's like this whole list of things that you can spend things on, but then there's mm-hmm. this whole list of things you can't. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't spent it, you wind up spending like hundreds of dollars on shit at fucking Walgreens because you're like, well, I'm going to lose my money. I knew I had this thousands of dollars worth of teeth replacement coming up. So I went for the FSA this year. Um, I may not once I have my teeth taken care of. Although I have a, my mouth, I like, I always have something wrong with my teeth always. So it's kind of not a bad idea for me to always have a couple grand available for fixing my mouth. 
No, totally. Like it, it's not um, it's not a bad idea. But like I said, I prefer the HSA versus the FSA. Although there, I don't know what the differences are in terms of like what benefit it is to you because like the health savings account doesn't expire and is just like any sort of investment account. But whereas the flex spending accounts, it might be the tax impact. I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I think that's what it is. I think that that, that like you don't get taxed for the the FSA stuff. Um, but I, I made the mistake again when I was in New York of of having an FSA for a couple of things. One time it was for um, transit things huh. because we were well. The way that the FSA works is we were supposed to get like a monthly like pass, like it was supposed to give us our Metro card, and then for some reason mine like the system didn't work and because we were supposed to get them from like our employer and it's supposed to come out of this account and then it stopped working. And so I had to like buy it myself. And then I was like left with this fucked up situation where I have like double Metro cards, which is not helpful if you get the monthly pass. Cause the way that the Metro card monthly pass works is it's like $106 a month or something, but you get unlimited passes and that's great. Um, and if you take the subway twice a day, every day, then, you know, minimum, then it, it pays it's like a thing that you should pay for. Um, but um, it got to the point where it like wasn't, I, I wasn't getting them and I had to like call and deal with all this stuff. And then the whatever benefits we were using, they're like, yeah, we're not going to use the FSA. Oh, oh, I remember what it was. The fucking state of New York real, was like, yeah, um, transit stuff is no longer going to be FSA eligible because that's not something that people need or anything. Mine, so Mine is yeah. only for dental and vision. Like Intr- oh, there's nothing else okay. I can't like I tried to use the card at the pharmacy and it it declines it. Yeah. Yeah. They have really weird rules about that stuff. So, again, this is why I well, typically it's confusing because they sent me two cards and one says health spending account and the other one says health savings account. So remembering which one is for the HSA yes. and which one is for the FSA, like I've kind of I've got it figured out now. Like, I yeah. use the right card, but sometimes I have to ask them to, like, try twice. One of these cards is going to work and one isn't. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, Actually, that's a reminder to me. I need to get my health spending account, like, the card expired, Ooh. and I need to get it renewed because um, it's, like, a MasterCard or whatever. Um, So I've just been submitting stuff manually, but I need to just have them send me a new one. Um, But, yeah, I, um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't do the FSA. I do the HSA, but... I do understand why, like, if you've got the dental stuff coming up, like, it can be a very good tax, like, purpose thing. Yeah. The way our insurance works, I don't know how yours works, but um, they cover most of it. So, they they give me, like, a certain amount that they fund the HSA with each year that covers most of the, um, like, um, minimum yeah. for the insurance, and then I'm not charged anything monthly. Yeah. Same. Um, I, what was I going to say? I forget. I, I had relevant information, but my brain is moving ahead to other things. How's your mental health? Um, well, I mean, I'm not sleeping, so that could be a good or a bad thing. I don't know. It's never a good thing. I mean, it's probably not. <laughs> never a good thing. It's probably not. Um, it's okay, I guess. It's, it's the fucking end of the year. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I have slept. My birthday's next week. Oh yeah, you're gonna be like 27, right? 29. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited about about um 
being uh, 29. Um, you know, I'm still not 30, so that's that's yeah. an important thing for me. I, um, I don't know. I might, I, might, I might have 30th birthday in Vegas next year. I'm not sure. I might <laughs> wind up turning You're never going to have a 30th birthday. <laughs> Probably not, although... You'll um, suddenly be 40, and you're just going to skip. You're all you you you're you're never you you're 29 until you're 40. Well, that's why I might have the 30th birthday next year. <laughs> okay. <sighs> um. So yeah, but no, I'm 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 uh I still got a birthday coming up. That's weird. I don't really like aging. I used to like my birthday, but now it just is a reminder that like my Dorian Gray deal with deal with the devil. Like it's working so far, but I don't know how long term it's going to work. Sure. Um, um, I got some Botox when I was in Atlanta, and I'm getting more when I go back for Thanksgiving, which I appreciate. Um, a, it helps my my migraines. Um, that is legitimately true, and I have bad migraines. But B, make no mistake, the primary reason that I get it is because I want to limit like the look of aging. And it's not like I look all plasticky or anything, but it is one of those things. Like I actually regret not getting into my 20s because it is preventative. So to any um, uh, people in their 20s um, who are vain like me out there who are listening, start getting Botox even if you don't need it. And even if you're like me and you actually do look prenaturally young, just just start getting it. It's not a bad thing. Um, it'll help your migraines and um, it'll also uh, like lessen the impact of other stuff. It's are we it's not bad. Are we promoting plastic surgery at overtired now? Botox is not plastic surgery. Um, and, but yes, we are. I have no problem with cosmetic plastic cosmetic. Yeah, who cares? Do okay. do you? I'm probably gonna get a boob job. Um uh, slash lift. I've decided I want that. Um, it sucks. I can't make it a business expense. Um, I am getting vaginal rejuvenation. I mean, I would like that too. I don't know. Actually, my friend Ashley got that. Um, she got like a, did she get the whole, oh no, she didn't get that, but she wants to. She wants to get the whole mommy makeover thing, which is when they give you like a tummy tuck and they give you like the vaginal rejuvenation and something else. But she wants to do it in, in Texas I think because she liked the surgeon or some shit. But the problem is, is that like the recovery is kind of intense. So it's one of those things where, I mean, her husband could take care of the baby and stuff, but it was one of those things where at least when she was thinking about getting it at one point, she was like, I might need you to like watch the dogs and my older son and stuff if I do this. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever you do you. Um, because like you can't immediately get on a plane, you know? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, I, I've, I, I, why wouldn't we be, like, I'm not saying that everyone should go out and do it. I'm saying if you're vain like me, Botox is probably a good idea. And the younger you do it, the better. This is objectively true. It's also reversible. So it's not a big deal if you're not a fan of it. But like, why wouldn't we be a fan of people make on their own decisions, deciding to get cosmetic procedures hey, done? I'm not judging. I just didn't I'm, realize that's where the podcast had gone. I didn't. I'm I didn't realize we were taking a stance on this at all. Okay, well, look, <laughs> we are not. Christina is. Christina, who has been very firm about this for as long as she can remember, is very much like in favor of you do you. Do some people go too far and does it become unhealthy? Yes. In most cases, though, like, fuck. If you don't think that every single person that you look at on television or in the movies 
has work done, you are completely full of shit. Like I would pay so much money and I will put this out on the pod. I'm very sure that we do not have listeners who have this connection. However, people might surprise me. If you know who Reese Witherspoon's person is, I will pay a significant amount of money for the name. Um, I'm not asking for an appointment. I'm asking for the name of the doctor. I will do my own begging, pleading, whatever to get in with the doctor. But if you know whoever Reese Witherspoon's like doctor is, because her work is fucking great because she looks amazing. It's not plasticky looking. It doesn't look fake. Like it looks fucking excellent. Yeah. Um, we're not, you're not going to get that answer from our audience. No, I we're, I'm not, but I'm putting it out there because I, I I'm putting this out there like on lots of podcasts because <laughs> I'm trying to get this information out there. I'm not, I'm trying, I'm doing everything I, I can except for tweeting it because I don't want to like, that's it's too obvious, that's but like, no, it's not even gauche. It's just, I mean, I don't care. I have like, literally have no shame about this. I just feel like that might, backfire um because i feel like this is the sort of information that like this is why i'm saying i would pay thousands of dollars for it because i feel like this is the sort of information that is highly highly privileged because obviously everyone knows reese witherspoon all of them get work done like it, and no one judges them for it. okay some people judge them for it but the people who judge them for it are fucking assholes and probably look terrible themselves so fuck you but you know you like they don't want to promote the doctor and the doctor certainly can't put it on the website or any of that. You know what I mean? Like this is like, these are people that like, I need to know who the nip tuck guy is to go back to television for a minute. Like, um, and there is a Sarah Paulson connection here. All goes full circle because Ryan Murphy created nip tuck, which is a very problematic show when you watch it in 2021. However, it's fucking fun 15 years ago. Um, but I want to know like who those guys are. They were in Miami, but like, I want to know, like, I will go to Miami. I, I presume I would have to go to Los Angeles. Completely fine. I don't care. Like, um, I would prefer to stay in the United States, uh, just because I would like to have legal recourse in case someone fucks at my face, which if you go to Asia will not happen, even though the Asian surgeons are fucking great. And I have looked at doing like when I was in um, Korea last year for a um, uh, like layover, this was right when coronavirus was really starting to take off and I was supposed to go to Singapore. And then my Singapore trip was canceled while I was in Australia. And I had to fly home through Singapore and South Korea. And I was in the airport for like 12 hours. And I was actually looking at like, could I get an appointment like at one of the medical spas, you know, to get some sort of stuff done but it just it didn't work out um but they do do those things and people like plastic surgery tourism i know that this is not what you wanted to talk about yeah but this is, it is this is as exciting as talking about <laughs> taylor swift for me i i know but 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 this is actually fascinating when we think about how fucked up like our whole like global but especially in the united states like our healthcare system is there's a whole medical tourism industry and like we've People know about this, I think, in terms of like getting prescription drugs and other stuff, but it exists for plastic surgery. It exists for cosmetic procedures and not just for the cost, although the cost is definitely a part of it. Um, it also uh, is sometimes for the results. And then there are people who might not have health insurance or might not have insurance that will cover certain types of procedures, like people who need to get like um, a, like a, um, a GRS um, or SRS, whatever you want to call it. Um, things a lot of times people go to Thailand um, and and pay a lot of money to do that because their insurance companies will send them to like actual butchers who will do 
who have terrible results and do terrible things to people who just need like their confirming surgeries. So people like will literally fly to other countries and, and deal with language barriers and whatnot, because that is the state of uh, the healthcare industry. For me to be clear, I'm talking about completely like for my purposes, like completely optional um, surgeries. Elective. Um, Elective. That's the word. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, this has been a weird mental health corner. I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, so I had just, like, I had four days of depression. Um, okay. And, like, which, really, it, very short. Uh, and yeah. then, like, yesterday, it just, it, it just lifted, and, like, suddenly, life was bright and shiny, and I was making fish tacos, because I eat fish now, and, um... And I'm really, really good at tacos. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but you haven't. But I, but, but, but you're good at tacos. I am amazing at tacos. I make. Is this a double entendre? No, don't be, don't be gauche. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 Ella. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> um, no, I make really good toppings. I uh, and and like so, I had a week of like catching up on TV, um, watching John Stewart's new show. Uh, getting into like I've been trying to get into foundation, mm-hmm. but it hasn't. It's not sticking super well for me. Yeah, I've had problems with it too. Although people tell me good things, and I want to see the new Dune. Like I've heard very mixed reviews, like like both glowing and horrible. Uh, like for me, anything would be more watchable than the David Lynch version. So that is that for for a nerd podcast. That's a take, Brett. That's a take. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so I have a lot of appreciation for his attempt to fit yes. Dune, even just the first book into a movie. It just, it it wasn't meant to be done. They call it an unfilmable story. So yes. respect for trying. And when it comes to, like, casting of, like, the Baron and, and Sting, and and he did a great job with the worms. Like there was so much to love about that movie, mm-hmm. but overall it was unwatchable. Like I tried. Like I had good memories of it. Like I I I because I was a huge is, fan. But then I looked, tried is, to show it to L. Oh I tried yeah, to no, sit it, down and watch it last year with L, and it did yeah. not go well. No. Okay. So a you're right. It is one of those hard adaptations. Um, B. Because he's David Lynch, there is this additional expectation that is probably a little bit unfair. But look, when you create Twin Peaks and when you direct Mulholland Drive, which is coming out Criterion Edition, fuck yes, I'm so excited, on 4K Blu-ray very soon. I'm so excited. Um, and and you did, you know, Blue Velvet and like some of his other films. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's an auteur, right? Yeah. Um, I, I interviewed him. I, I do too. I interviewed him once and it was great. Um, even though I was just allowed to talk to him about transcendental meditation. I um, saw a racer head like four times. And that's a lot for a racer head. That is a lot for a racer head. I think I've only seen it twice. But you're right. It 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 is a flawed film. Um and and then there have been like there was the TV mini like it has been difficult. Um I've seen it. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I certainly don't think it's the greatest film. I hear I'm hearing music. It's not music. It's this goddamn bunch test I had running in the background. And it's on, like, I was testing scheduled bunches. 
and there was an 11.45 bunch schedule that I forgot was running, so now my Mac Mini is, like, alerting me that scheduled bunches are actually working. Anyway, please continue. Um... So, yeah, uh, I, I feel like it's somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't feel like it is a phenomenal film. I also don't think that it's hot garbage. It is very clearly, you know, they're making two. And yeah. that is very clearly, like, the thing. Well, you have That's, to. You can't fit all that no, in two No, you can't. Hours. I agree completely, which is the right move, right? This was the right... This is kind of the opposite of the way... Do you, you remember, I mean, it started with the Harry Potter stuff, but, like, the way that the studios would get around the fact that there are big, like, YA franchises were about to end is that they would turn the books into two movies. Yeah. Oh, totally. Right? So, so like, Harry Potter and the whatever, part one, part two, because, like, Warner Brothers is like, we never want this to end. Are you sure you can't write more books? And 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 then they were finally able to come and sort of, like, write prequels and shit, which they've made multiple films into single ones. And they said that they did the same thing for Twilight, and the same thing for Hunger Games. Hunger Games, I think, actually worked, but those films were way better than they had any right to be. Also, those books were way better than they had any right to be. Sorry for a tangent. <laughs> but in this case... I'm like so ADHD right now, um, but um, like I'm having manic energy even though I'm not manic. But um, Dune, yeah, it needs to be two films. But because it's two, it's one of those weird things. Is I'm like I didn't know how they were going to split it. Kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you know kind of where it is, and so it is kind of a weird, I guess, kind of going into it from that perspective. You're like, well, I don't know what. It, it makes it difficult to judge when you know that it is it is genuinely like one part of like a, a multi part thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, like to me, I don't feel like I can like you have to reserve a, judgment until you've seen the whole thing. Yes, that's completely it. Like I, I honestly feel like I, I do, I, and I don't feel like that's a cop out. Like I, I feel like um, the the Lord of the Rings films, there were more obvious places where you would end. You know yeah. that sort of stuff. Dune. It's a little bit like I, because I could go into them like, you could you could end this in a number of places. You know where where do you want to do this? Um, but I enjoy the cast very very much. You know they they cast incredibly well, and um, I uh, how, how, you should definitely watch it while it's on HBO. Yeah, Max. right. Well, it's also on my Plex thanks to my oh. my bevy of friends with the latest movies. Well, see, even uh, better, even better. What uh? How much of the Dune series did you read, dude? You know what? I don't even remember. Um, I ate I have those books up. up. I read the whole what, seven or nine. I don't remember. Like it went off the rails. Like pretty soon, yeah, like I, they're having worm babies and shit. And it was yeah. I did not. I did not read a whole. I I read the original and. That might have been it, to be completely honest. I might have read a couple more. And of them. I read I the encyclopedia. Like, he wrote an wow, encyclopedia yes, before I'm he built the whole world. Frank Herbert yes, no, was crazy. Yeah, no, I'm looking this up right now. Frank Herbert was crazy. The, the Dune Encyclopedia, which is, is uh, the Dune Encyclopedia is a 1984 collection of essays written by Willie McMealy and other contributors to as a companion to Frank Herbert's Dune series of science fiction novels. That's, that's an... And honestly, this is again, I think, why like the 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 David Lynch thing is it's a shame that it is flawed. I don't think it's unwatchable, but it is flawed because fucking Frank Herbert and David Lynch are the exact same <laughs> type of person. Totally. Like they are the ex- you know what I mean? Like 
like it's a shame that that David's adaptation didn't work, and that in when 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 he made you know the adaptation in 1984, they did not allow him to was that do multiple films. It was 84. I thought it was 89. Wow. Okay. And it was is 84. Yeah. Um, 89 was was Twin Peaks. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Uh, which again, see, and this is why, like, they're the same fucking type of like, creative asshole. Like, and I don't mean, like, I don't actually think either of them are assholes, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm using that, uh, as a, as a loving term, not as like a judgy term because he wrote the secret diary. Well, actually his daughter wrote the secret diary of Laura Palmer, the tie-in book to Twin Peaks. Do you remember this? No, it okay, sounds familiar, so- but no. Okay. So I remember this because this is how I got into Twin Peaks like years and years after it was canceled. So I was in sixth grade and my, my friend Mikey's older sister had the Twin Peaks diary that came out, I think in, I want to say in like 1990 when the show was like, you know, at its peak, like, 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 like peak Twin Peaks shit. And it was Laura Palmer's diary, which they reference in, which they reference in the series. And it is this kind of fucked up diary. And, I'm 12 and I'm reading this stuff and like there's some sex and alcohol and other stuff. But there's also like this whole thing about how this guy comes into our house at, at, like at night and fucking like molests her and rapes her and shit. And it's really dark. And I'm like, what is this? And then it ends like with this note that like this was the final entry in her diary. And then she was found dead wrapped in plastic. And I'm like, holy shit, what is this? <laughs> and that was my introduction to the TV series. And at that point, I don't even know. I think it was another year or so before they would air the reruns on Bravo. So there was a couple of years. And this is back when Bravo aired like highbrow shit, um, which is hilarious to me when I think back on that. Um, that Bravo used to be like an arts and entertainment network, like a very highbrow, like cable PBS sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and and now it's, you know... Um, I mean, it's it's fantastic trash, but it is yeah, like it's trash. reality TV now. Uh, but but I mean, not just reality TV. It's the fucking housewives. It is the it is the trashiest of trash, right? Like yeah. it is it is. You know what I mean? Like which they embrace yeah. and love, and and God bless you, Andy Cohen. But it is just funny. But it was like a couple of years before I actually ever saw the TV show, and so my first introduction had been from this tie-in book, which was released around the same time the series came out. It was written by his daughter. And, and it's good as tie-in books go, but it, you know, I had no context for the rest of this. And then I was like, what the fuck, you know, cause I'm 12 and, and it's, it's a lot of shit for a 12 year old, but it was also like, it felt kind of like subversive and naughty to be reading, you know, it was like, it was about you. Yeah. It was, it was like a VC Andrews book, but without incest. Well, oh no. Okay. Is there was molestation. It's about me. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I mean. Well, you you appreciate that I was reading like subversive weird shit that, like at twelve that you were into shit that was that weird yes yeah that was some I, well, pretty weird shit for a twelve year old you're not wrong and and especially when it's based on a TV show whose like moment in the sun was like five years earlier right yeah so you know what I mean so like like the the cultural phenomenon point of Twin Peaks had I, I'm not even sure if I was even aware of uh, I, I might have heard the name. You know, but but I mean, but like literally that cultural moment completely missed it because I was in first grade. Sure. Um, but then I got into the book and that was what got me into the TV series. And then for a long time, like it wasn't available on DVD or anything else. Um, 
Uh, so like I watched it on Bravo and then I found like bootlegs on the internet and stuff. Anyway, I got really into like the fandom. So that was, I'm sorry. That was like a very ADHD, like weird tangent no, based on Dune. That's great. I'm going to take a little break to talk about our next sponsor, but then I have, yes, a, I have a short walk to, that, that will take us from Twin Peaks to, uh, to somewhere else, not too far away. But I love it. in the meantime, if you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling. I recently went from barely keeping up with my credit card payments to having zero credit card balance and fixed monthly payments, and now I'm on my way to on my way to debt free. And it's thanks to Upstart. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Like I said, I'm an upstart customer. I got a loan approved, got money the next day, and I wiped out a pretty significant credit card debt. I feel like so much more in control of my finances now, and my credit score is back to excellent. I'm quite happy with the situation, and I'm saving thousands on what I would have paid in interest on the cards. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000, and you can have your money in a day or two. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash overtired. That's upstart.com slash overtired. And don't forget to use our URLs so they know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash overtired. So you know what else happened in 1989? What's that? Drugstore Cowboy. <gasps> fucking great movie yeah and 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 uh, gus van sant man yes gus van sant and matt dillon matt dillon and uh kelly um kelly lynch was it really yeah cool yeah so this all this all starts to tie together because uh a couple years back five years back uh he was in a series called wayward pines did, okay. Did you see Wayward Pines? I I did not ever see Wayward Pines. I no. don't know if it was directly a callback to uh, uh, Twin Peaks, but it definitely it a, a Secret Service agent goes to Wayward Pines, Idaho, in search of two federal agents who have gone missing in the bucolic town. He soon learns that he may never get out of Wayward Pines alive. It is a crazy, bizarre conspiratorial show i i recommend nice. it it, it okay, was good I will, scene. okay I, I i will i will watch that wayward pines okay from um, 2015 on the fox 20, network on the fox network okay um i like matt dylan i've always liked matt dylan yeah, for sure Drug, yeah drugstore cowboy fucking great film like yes. genuinely like really really good part of um, my early romanticization of of drugs in general yeah, because it would be it'd be that film. It would be maybe the Basketball Diaries. What would other Train Spotting? Train. Oh yeah, Train Spotting for sure, for sure. Um, there were yeah. I'm trying to think because I never did drugs uh, or hard drugs anyway. I mean, like I, I, I like I, it, I know. I well, I know. I mean, I I think most people who would unfortunately, I'm very straight edge, um, and cocaine has no impact on me, which is such a shame because it'd be so fun. That's how I feel about um, weed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I so weed itself, like smoking, doesn't do much. I do enjoy edibles. Um, but that's about it. Um, it edibles are, are fun. 
uh, at least when when you take them knowingly. When your colleague <laughs> hands you some chocolate and you don't know that it's weed chocolate until you're halfway digesting it, and then someone tells you that it is, and you're not really sure, and you just continue eating the chocolate, and then you have to like you have like a thirty minute period between you're like, did I just take twenty five milligrams of edibles or did I not? Yeah, <laughs> you um, could really feel it when you stand up. I mean, it takes you 30 minutes, it takes you an hour or longer to leave the office and someone has to escort you to the Uber. It, it, uh, allegedly, no, these are all real things that really happened. Um, funny story about that. I wanted to include that in the roast of the person who did it to me when, um, uh, so she left her her job and, and went to another one. And like, there was a tradition, which management has since ended, where people would roast departing staffers who had been at like the the gawker properties for a long time and people would send in their memories and like roast them that has since stopped but um but but they did do one for for alex kranz um but her whole thing it was um contentious because they fired her and it that was then the subject of like a um an nlrb complaint because they fired her for union activity essentially um and uh so she was fighting them on that. And she was also at the same time, like she'd been negotiating, like starting another job it was, a, it was a terrible thing. Anyway, because of that, my roast where I was like, this bitch drugged me, that was not included in the roast because they were, it was too hot for Gawker, for for, for, for even Gawker solvers. They were like, we can't include this in the official Gizmodo roast. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was very disappointed by that. I was like, so I was somehow, me was like too controversial for the artists formerly known as Gawker Media, which is really funny. Like, I, I actually, um, I appreciate that. So, can I talk about work for a sec? Please talk about work. Speaking of being too controversial. Mm-hmm. So, we have this mandate, like, our, as, like, the DevRel division. Yes. We have this mandate to be irreverent. This is a word that gets tossed around all the time. And they want yes. everything that comes out of our group to be irreverent. They've never really provided us with solid examples of what that means. And in my head, it goes to like Wendy's like Twitter account uh, yeah. with like snarky. Yeah. But I don't know enough about Oracle services or, and the developers that use it more specifically. I don't know enough about their life to really hit the funny bone with snark related to cloud services. So right. I'm like desperately hoping that someone will just point to something and say, this is what we're talking about. Oh, I, I can tell you exactly what they're talking about. Oh, do tell. Okay. So this is from, um, so disclosure, uh, I know both the people who made this and the girl who was the star of it. Um, ironically, she does not work for GitHub. She used to work at Microsoft. She now works at Amazon, but she was great in it. GitHub universe this like past couple of weeks was amazing. They did a really, really good job with it. And they did um, like a five minute thing on DevOps that was a complete homage slash parody of WandaVision. And it sounds cringe, but it was not cringe at all. It was like brilliant where they had Emily. It was the sort of thing where you would enjoy it even if you didn't get all the WandaVision things. But like they had her like starting in like the 60s, like in black and white and talking about how they used to do like DevOps types things, then going into the 70s, then going into like the 90s, then going into into like the modern era it was incredibly incredibly well done and like irreverent and self-referential and like kind of made fun of itself 
it was that was really good. Sure, but that's like a whole like series. They want me to they they hand me a cut and dry tweet. Like we're going to yes. tweet about this service and we want it to be irreverent. So I am supposed to take this tweet about, hey, we expanded the space you have for data science notebooks and turn it into something snarky. Like what the oh, fuck am okay. I going to so, do so, with that? Okay. So, so, okay. Again, I'm just going to say, cause they, who I hope they promoted this person. Um, I, think that this person is as responsible for Microsoft re-embracing re, re, um, Clippy as like getting them to re-embrace Clippy as me and Chloe Condon, which uh, I would say like as actual public facing employees were probably the biggest open Clippy stands. The Microsoft Excel Twitter account is what you want to emulate. I'm not even joking. Microsoft Excel Twitter account. Okay. I, I, I will take that advice and run with it. I got to do um, something. I'm I'm drowning in this like this mandate to be way funnier about things that I don't find extremely humorous. To yeah, begin with. And, and to be clear, it is MS Excel, not Microsoft Excel. Although the Microsoft Excel account, whoever registered it, is hilarious because their username is um, Windows Vista, <laughs> and um, their background thing is whoever does that. I mean that that account is actually very irreverent. I think that probably goes too far, um, but uh, I uh, the yeah the Microsoft Excel Twitter account is the it's like I've I've said this before it's like the only good Twitter account and whatever intern they've had doing that one also whoever is even running I, I think that they gave that person like the actual like either the Windows or the Microsoft handle um, because it's not. At, like, because there's this line, there's like brand saying Bay, which was a, a thing uh, mm-hmm. that, that we would drag people for um, a long time ago, where like, if you try too hard, like it comes across as just cringe and like out of touch, right? Like you don't want to do that. But there is like a line where you can be funny. Um, well, I, and I, I, I hold up Wendy's. Yes. As as an example of a corporate Twitter account that is like roll yes. on the floor hilarious. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, it's just the thing is like Wendy's can obviously get away with some stuff that like Oracle can't. Yeah. Um, well, and the, the topic matter is inherently funnier. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, but uh, yeah, like I'm trying to find if there was like there was there was some like, but the Excel account will even respond to things and they're funny. Like there was an example where, you know, people were asking like, like what your favorite thing is. And they were responding to people like, you know, deciding if you're like putting in a date or a currency, like they totally drag themselves. And, um, there, there, there was a, there was a Lizzo kind of thing back when like Lizzo, uh, when a lot of Lizzo memes were happening, there, there are just things that I'm thinking of that were just like really, well, the, the MS Excel account is good. The problem I'm running into with Oracle stuff is I don't know the frustrations like i don't know right. these services well enough to even drag them because i don't know the frustrations that people may have experienced that maybe like we've moved beyond and now we can laugh about i don't know right. what those are and that's not no helping me. no it's not i mean look if it were me when in doubt like i would if it were me but i don't know what you're allowed to do and what not to do I would always make fun of all the licensing shit and all of the fact that you call your salesperson, you know, need, need to figure out like how to do this technical thing, call your Oracle sales rep. Like that would be my go-to joke to be completely honest. 
Um, I don't know how comfortable they would be with that, but that would be the joke. Um, I would think, honestly, um, I would think that like, whether it's true or not, and I think it's probably less true than it used to be, but you know, that's always, always the joke, which is like, you know, uh, you, you, you call your, your, your salesperson and they'll, they'll be the ones who will sell it to you. Right. Um, there would, I, I would make a lot of, I would make a lot of Larry Ellison jokes. (laughs) I, I would, I would make a ton of Iron Man jokes. I mean, look, the man was kind of the basis for Iron Man. So I'm like, you know, like there, there, there's shit that I would do there, but I don't know how far you can go. Um, I don't think there's a limit. Like they really want us to like, they want well, us to develop a, a rebellious. Okay. So, voice. so I'm, so are you familiar with Corey Quinn? No. Okay. So this is a problem. So you need to know your space better. So <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Uh, I like I'm not I, I'm really not trying to tell you how to do your job, but like you do need to know your space better. So Corey Quinn is um, and I think he got it framed because a, a tweet that I sent about him. So I will disclose he's a friend. Um, he is um, I, to my knowledge, I think he's maybe the only person. I think this was the tweet he got framed was I was like he got a Times article because he's a shit poster. So he got like a small profile on the New York Times about basically the fact that he's a massive shit poster but he um does so his his group um uh the duckbill group basically um does uh analysis and savings for how his clients cannot be overbilled or fucked over on billing for cloud services so he's kind of a a consultant in that way um but his primary thing that he deals with is going to be um, AWS. He does some stuff with Azure. He does some stuff, you know, he follows the spaces with Oracle and things like that. But, but he is kind of like the AWS is where a lot of his, um, stuff, um, is about. And so he has a very funny newsletter called last week in AWS and his Twitter account, which, um, you should definitely be following, um, is very funny. And the, the New York What's times, the name again? uh, his, his name is Corey Quinn, but his Twitter account is Quinny pig. So Q U I N N Y, uh, P I G. Um, but his name is Corey Quinn. Um, he's hilarious. He will do like live tweets of, of conferences and translate things like from, you know, like corporate speak into actual speak. He will ana- like analyze bills and and talk about like this is how you know you were charged way too much money for certain things like he also he's a great account to follow like genuinely and he's hilarious and the thing is is um the new york times wrote this very nice uh kind of mini profile about him and um it was funny because like he is in like the people like internally at amazon where he has been um they like there have been weird periods of time when they've offered him a job and then like not gone anyway. His 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 experiences there have been weird, but they have like a weird thing where some of the people there very clearly do not like him, but at the same time, many of the people, like especially their smarter people, really do like him. And it's one of those things where like even when like even at Microsoft, I'll say some of the stuff he tweets about for us. There are people who internally will be like, well, that's not fair. And he's not being this or that. And I'm like, what is he wrong? You know, like sometimes he's he's not completely accurate, but but he's um, funny. And and he's somebody that that has had, I think, a very large impact on like the cloud business as a whole. Like people pay attention to him and like Amazon definitely pays attention to him and I think respects him. The New York Times headline, this cloud computing billing expert is very funny. Seriously. 
And uh, like the, the the log line is Corey Quinn has made it his uh, made it his business to understand Amazon's cloud computing changes charges and have some fun at the company's expense. And um, it's like a very nice New York Times article. Like that, like I said, I think is the first time I can recall somebody's like shit posting Twitter account getting like a serious article in the Times, especially about fucking cloud computing. Um, but he is he. I would make him and the MSXL account your gold. Like I would make them your north star if it were me. I deal. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. I'll show up on Monday with uh with a, a renewed vigor for this mission statement of mine. Yeah, because I think that you could um be great. Um, like I, I think that you'd be able to completely name it. You just need to kind of figure out like what there's always a line, um, and you'll be surprised. Like the good thing is you don't have to be the one who has to fight those battles. Your bosses will be the ones who have to eat shit when you go too far. <laughs> and, and you're not the one who has to fight those battles. Yeah. And I say this as somebody who myself, like um, I may or may not have had a conversation with someone um, after I sent a viral tweet about how the old Microsoft logo fucked, it fucked so hard. And it was not to admonish me. They just wanted to be sure that me saying that the logo fucked was a good thing because it was very popular. And I was like, yes, this is a very good thing. Um, I'm like, this is actually the fact that the, 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 the teens are all retweeting this. This is a good thing. I sent another tweet that somehow also made the front page for Reddit. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, for on the 20th anniversary of uh, uh, Windows XP being released. Um, that says happy 20th birthday to Windows XP. I think when I say FCKGWRHQQ2YXRKT, and then like I continued the rest of like the mm-hmm. famous the serial like, number, yeah, yeah, so we all know what's up. And uh, that got um, that got one and a half thousand retweets and ten and a half thousand likes, <laughs> and then made the front page of Reddit in our piracy but like that front page read and it got like ten thousand upvotes and stuff and i was like yeah this was a good tweet i did not hear anything from anybody about that there were some people who on my team internally were like were you were you concerned about that and i was like no <laughs> i mean a statute of limitations b <laughs> embrace the fact that everyone knows what this key was it's funny yeah it's like one of those things like if you know you know and that's what makes the joke so funny like the the quote tweets on it were all people like why do i still remember this which exactly um because our brains are broken so i have faith that you can find your like your irreverence switch to make fun of oracle in a way that is endearing i could put i could get points by making fun of amazon like i actually know more about amazon and aws than I yes. do about Oracle services at this point. So Right. If, so so you, you, you can do that. What you want to do is you want to make fun of them in a way that like you can tie back to like Oh totally. So like 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 make fun of the egress thing, make fun of some of the other things, right? Like there's there's stuff you can do, like find a way to tie it back in. Yeah. But also when in doubt, make fun of Larry. I'm just saying. Or or throw look, throw out an Audrey reference there. Like <laughs> be be old school. You know what I mean? Wait, like like the three com Audrey what? yeah because because it was that was the network computer that was going to be the whole like that was Larry's that was whole Oracle? thing. I mean that Larry Ellison was the one who was like the one who was all about the network computer as a model. Like oh, I can crack could, Audrey jokes all day. That's totally that's what I'm saying. Like like because because you know Oracle invented like the whole idea of like the cloud computing like 
I'm not going to say that Larry invented the term, but he definitely popularized it. Like he owned cloud.com. He gave it to, um, to Mark Benioff, um, which in retrospect, probably a fucking stupid move to just give him that domain because, you know, Salesforce, but like, um, yeah, like, like cloud.com was like something that, that Oracle owned. Huh. Interesting. I, you know more about my company than I do. You know what's fucked up? That does not surprise me. You know what? But what's fucked up? I I didn't get this information from like the last four and a half years that I've spent working in cloud computing. (laughs) Like when I used to have to write explainers and shit, this was stuff. I I don't know. This is stuff that I knew (laughs) Um, for fucking Mashable of all places. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Um, my brain is weird and I'm sorry. I've been like talking a whole bunch, but um, it's okay. I was worried we wouldn't have enough to talk about on a Saturday. It seemed like did, such a chill day. It did. We didn't even get to talk about my new MacBook. Oh my God. Yeah. W- next week we're going to talk week, all like the whole episode is going to be about your new MacBook. I'm okay. I'm, I'm actually legitimately saying this to you. I don't know. Like you might still need a 16 inch MacBook uh, or, or not a, not a 16 inch an Intel MacBook, in which case obviously don't, but um, yeah. work gave work gave you your MacBook um, Pro, right? Yeah, your M1. Okay, fuck, or your no. Mini or whatever. No, no. So my Mini is all mine. My 16 inch MacBook Pro Intel is all mine. They gave me uh, what like 15 inch MacBook Pro that I never use. Okay, because I would actually say for you to depending on whether or not you can be without like like if you'd be okay with having a macbook pro versus a mac mini um like assuming like you you treated it the same way as a mini where you had it plugged in all the time or whatever i would look into what apple might give you for a trade-in because the laptops are that good yeah i've heard nothing but amazing glowing drooling reviews over them yeah um, like I'm, I'm not telling you to go out and spend $4,000 on a computer at all, but I um, want spe- to, but I have all I'm that also, sweet, sweet Oracle money, I, business expense, business, right? Okay. Real talk. Not even joking here. I don't know what your tax situation is like. I don't know those other things. It wouldn't be because you could have it as both the dual write-off, both for overtired and for your other job. Like if if you need a four thousand dollar write-off for any reason to do before the end of the year, it wouldn't be a terrible idea. Duly noted. Just saying because this is this is the laptop I've been waiting for basically since like the since my I had a 2013 15 inch Retina MacBook Pro, and I've loved my iMacs and I still love my iMac. But this is the laptop I've been waiting for since that one kind of bit the dust. Um, right. it, it, they, 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 they. I'm, I'll, I'll stop here. But they basically remember in Dallas when um, what's her face uh, woke up and Bobby was there, and it was like the whole previous season was just a dream. It is an inherently funny question that you think I would know anything about that. Okay, but it's like one of the most famous TV tropes of all time. Like other people have used it. Like I, I am familiar with the general concept. Yes. Okay, so it is like that happened, but with the Touch Bar fucking MacBook. It's like the whole thing was just a dream, and and they just, it's just like it never happened, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. Okay. 
So I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. I've, I've been like all over the place. It, it, we're 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 an hour and ten minutes, and every word we say from this point on is just another minute I have to edit. I'm sorry. I'm done. I I love you, Christina. <laughs> I love you too. Um. Hey, I really hope you get a ton more sleep this week. Honestly, me too. Me too. Um. Yeah. <laughs> get, get some sleep, friend. Get some sleep, Christina. The system is going down low.